welcome. It's episode two of the reboot of the reboot, reboot of the reboot of, of the Geek Remix podcast. I'm Stacy and I'm Mari. This week we're going to be talking about a few things, but uh, let's start off with trademarking React videos. <laughs> what was what, what's the name of their YouTube channel again? <laughs> like some fine stu- fine bros. The fine bros. Yeah, it's like oh my god. So they're the people who make, like, teens react, adults react, elderly people react to different videos. Well, to be fair, lots of people make videos like that. And people have made videos like that before they even started making those videos. Yeah, which I think is why people are a little irritated. No, that's like somebody (laughs) trying to trademark Let's Play, which Sony did, but that would be like PewDiePie being like, Oh, everybody's copying off of me. Yeah. No, that's literally what it's like. Okay, we gotta we gotta explain what it is first. So the vlog, bro- these not vlog brothers. Those people are great. The Fine Brothers were. Why do I have these headphones on? I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. I I like to keep headphones on as a, as a way to comfort myself so that Mari can shout into the nether and not hear her own voice. They're just. I sometimes I have <laughs> headphones on for no reason just to. Give me some sort of buffer between me and the world. Yeah. But anyway, as I was saying... Are you one of those people who, like, leaves them on with nothing in them? Yeah. Just... Yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah, just it's just like a buffer. Like, don't. Go away. Yeah. Like, oh, look, I'm listening to important stuff. I can't can't hear hear you. you. Yeah. (laughs) I do that all the time. Um, As I was saying, they came up with this video where it's like, they're explaining that... They're coming up with this brand new thing where people can license. And it's going to be so great because now everybody can make React videos as long as you give us a share of your revenue. It's 20% per video if you do it per video of them licensing out the concept of reacting to someone else's video. I'll tell you that. And then 30% if you just want to have your whole channel, which is... So ridiculous because that's pretty much if 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 PewDiePie did that, the best example is if PewDiePie went, everybody's copying off of me and my con my concept of a let's play, even though there were people who did let's plays before him, and I want everybody to join my like thing where you guys can pay me to also be able to do the concept of a let's play. Yeah. That's pretty much what they're doing. And everyone's like, how can that be possible? They trademark they trademarked the following words. Oh god, I, I closed it. Damn it. <laughs> they trademarked the word react. They let me find the the list in my things. Stacy should make filler sounds. Okay, here we go. Here's the thing. Here's the Back to you, Mari. They registered teens react, kids react, elders react, fine brothers entertainment. That makes sense. Adults react, parents react, just the word react. Celebrities react. Do they know it? Lyric breakdown, people versus technology, and try not to smile or laugh. And all of these words are concepts that existed before them. Yeah. And now that they have these trademarked, they can take down other people's videos that are also React videos. Yeah. 
And you know what's really weird about this, I think, is that it's not like everybody who does React videos said, like, oh, the Fine Brothers, I'm going to copy off their concept. Like, the the concept of a React video has, like, disseminated so much and is now so widespread that it, it boggles my mind that they managed to trademark this or to even think it was a good idea that, like, people would want to do it. No, no they, well, what people really didn't like was that they were censoring their comments for a few days so that only kids could be like, I live in Greece and I think this is a great idea. I want to be part of it. It deleted all the comments that were like, wait a second, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It was, it was, just to put, bring the point home, imagine Stacy and I were like, two girls want let's play blah, blah, blah. And PewDiePie was like, um, you use the word let's play. I'm I own thirty percent of your channel. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a big deal. That's a lot. And they were talking about how like people were copying off of their uh, format, and I don't care if anybody copied off of your for- format. Everybody copied off of the angry video game nerd, and that's how we got cool video game reviewers on YouTube now. Yeah. But everyone brought their own thing to the game. And everybody does. Like, you'll watch, like, for instance, you'll watch, like, somebody who's goth react to, like, a BuzzFeed goth fashion for a week video. And yeah. that is, like, completely different. Shout out anything... to it's, it's Black Friday. She's yeah. cool. She's a cool lady. Yeah. I, th- I think she's, she's cool. Yeah, I think she's cool, too. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, like, that's completely different from anything the Fine Brothers are doing, and yet that would fall under this... Exactly. Trademark. Mm-hmm. It's just... <sighs> It really bothers me because they're pretty much trying just to make money. And the way that they presented the video to me felt really scummy yeah. and scammy. And I'm really glad so many people disliked the video and so many people spoke up because... I just don't understand. So if you think about it for longer than two seconds, what exactly is the benefit to any content creator being able to license this? Because up until the time before they trademarked it... Which was, it was like two weeks ago. This was all perfectly legal anyways. So all they did was slap a licensing fee off of anyone who's on anyone who's already doing it. So it's like... And they make it seem like they're like, yeah, it's great that we can like expand the community. And like now everyone can do it. And it's like, no, everybody could do it before. You made it so that people have to pay you money to do it now. Exactly. It's really terrible, and they're probably going to be taking advantage of a bunch of kids. And they're saying, like, oh, we're going to promote you and blah, blah, blah. They're not going to promote you. I've Well, Stacy and I have dealt with uh, MCNs, which is a multi-channel network, and basically it's the, kind of the same concept, except MCNs will give you some basic, basic stuff, like give you better ad revenue and stuff. Mm-hmm. Some of them. I'll tell you which ones to avoid in a second, but... They'll take a small amount of your revenue, and a lot of MCNs that have tons and thousands and thousands of channels, they don't do anything for no, you. No, because their game is to gobble up a bunch of channels and skim off the top of all of them, and then they don't do shit for you. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. Some bad ones to join are RPM, Machinima, uh, and some other ones. Some good ones to join... Stacy and I were with Chris for a long time, and they have always been awesome to everyone. Even when we left, they were like, you guys are always welcome to come back. Like, good job. Like, good luck. They were, yeah. like, super nice. They were really nice. 
Yeah. They were super nice, very attentive and everything. They're like, they're a really good network. Uh, we're with Define Media now. Pretty happy with them too. Mm-hmm. But nothing bad to say about them. But, you know, before you join a multi-channel network, just do your research. Make sure there's no, like, bad stories about them and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. And make sure to pay attention to, like, what the bad stories are. You know? <laughs> well, because, you know, some people might not care about, like, being left to their own devices. You know? hmm But, like... For the most part, like, if they if they promise you things, you have to just, like, take it with a grain of salt and do the research on your own to make sure that's, like, something that they'll actually give you or whether they're just kind of, like, dangling that out in front of you to say, like, oh, yeah, we can give you this. And also seriously read the contract and do not re- sign any contract that locks you in more than a year. Yeah. And at, if you can, go month to month because that makes, that pressures the network to want to work for you. Yeah. Do not sign any contract that's for more than a year and make sure that contract does not have an automatic renew in it. Mm-hmm. Because RPM is a terrible network. <laughs> it's the worst. Oh, God. Almost as bad as, as Machinima, where they just don't pay you. Yeah. Ross Boomsocks is having problems with that, and it's just, like, so, so much sucks for him. Because, like, he has to pay his bills, and they're just like, no, we're not going to pay you. That- and he's like, what? Yeah. Um, but seriously, don't fall for this, like, what are, what are the Fine Brothers Entertainment? They're just, they're being butts. Yeah. Who tries, try not to smile or laugh? That's a thing that existed before them. In Lyric Breakdown? What? I don't know. But, see, what I'm wondering is, like, for these, for the top three, it says registered and a number. For the other ones, are those just... Ones that they tried to register? I don't know. Or the ones that they actually got? Let's see. For the kids, teens, elders react, the general explanation is blah, 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 blah. Registered items were filed in roughly 2012. Now at the general word, react is filed in July 12th, 2015. Approved January 13th, 2016 to be published February 2nd, 2016. Yeah. The general use they registered for React and several several other trademarks is that entertainment services, namely providing an ongoing series of programs and webisodes via the internet in the field of observing and interviewing various groups of people. So he, what? So it's like the internet. Basically. I am, re- yeah, pretty much. <sighs> this is ridiculous. So bad. Anyways, in other news, do you want to do you want to do your news story? Or do you want me to do mine? Oh no, I can go with mine. Okay, so I had tweeted about this a couple days ago. It may be a week now that you guys are getting this podcast, but there was an interesting poll of people, basically between the ages of eighteen and over sixty-five, to mm-hmm. see whether people agreed with the statement that seeing a mental health professional is a sign of strength, and I feel like. I feel like it's no secret that younger generations are more accepting than ever that people have mental health problems and that, like, dealing with them is a good thing and that it should be respected. So people that were ages 18 to 34 agreed with that statement 48%, meaning that about half of them said, like, yeah, like, seeing a mental health professional, like, that's great. 
And then when you get up to like 35 and above, you're, you're like looking at like maybe like a third of people who think that way. At least it's showing a, a, a forward thinking and change. Yes. Now, what I'm really interested in is that 18 to 34, like that's a pretty big age bracket. All of the other age brackets are broken down over like 10 year periods. So I'd be interested if maybe people who were like 18 to 26 felt even more strongly about it than people who were like 26 to 34. Because if you break that, you know, if you break that age group in half, then you have people who are even younger who might even, you know, they might agree with it like 75% if you split it like that. No thoughts? I'm thinking about it. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Do you need to see the bar graph? Would that help? No, I'm looking at it right on my big screen. Right oh, here. okay. <laughs> oh, the study was done by NPR.org. Yes. That's pretty interesting. Do you know what the breakdown on, like, who, did they call people up or what? So this was a poll of about 2,000 adults in August 2015 on behalf of the Anxiety and Depression Association of America. The American found the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and the National Action Alliance for Suicide Prevention. Hmm. Basically, because I think a lot of people are starting to be like, "Hey, it's kind of bullshit that you expect people to like have these disorders and suffer in silence." You know why? Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, I, I feel you because the a lot of older generations thinks it's like not real or. It's done for attention, or you just need to snap out of it, blah, 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 blah. But really... But if you just try harder, you won't be sad. And a lot of the people who say that stuff are depressed themselves, and they just don't... And that is just terrible. Yeah. In other news, Pornhub cares about uh, domestic violence. If somebody has more information about this than we do, go ahead and, like, let us know, but... From what we've seen, it seems like a nice thing, where Christy Mack is promoting t-shirts of with pictures of herself, because if you don't know, Christy Mack was the a victim of domestic abuse. Her ex-fiance, or her boyfriend, I think it was her- I think boyfriend at the time, or like, yeah. tried to kill her. Okay, wait, hold it on. It was really tr- messed tr- up. Trigger warning, he tried to kill her, and it was in a way where it was like- you know how when people are like, well, you don't know they did it. It, it was, you, you knew. You knew. You knew. Yeah. It was really bad. And she had to, he, trigger warning, went into her home. She was just hanging out with somebody. He beat them up, took her into the other room, beat her up, ripped off all her clothes, went through her phone, and canceled all her plans for the week. Yeah. And then just beat her senseless. And then he went off to do something. She got up, ran out the door naked. Naked. And then ran to her neighbor's house for her life. So that's what she went through. So now she's making t-shirts with, like, her image on them, promoting uh, domestic violence awareness. And they're hosting it on the Pornhub website, Mm -hmm. which I think people might have mixed feelings about. But I think that sometimes... That might be a good thing, a good place to have it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, I think sometimes people think, people sometimes, I know that when 
the story came out about her, a lot of people, like, tried to devalue her because she's a porn star and saying that, you know, like, somehow that it was, like, less bad because she was a porn star, which is completely... No, he tried to murder her, you guys. Murder her. Which is ridiculous because everybody is a human being, like, what she's... What she's doing, like, and he knew about her job before yeah, this he even wasn't met like her. A surprise! <laughs> like, <laughs> he started dating her. He knew about her job, and uh, so a hundred percent of the proceeds are going to domestic violence charity of Christie's choice. So I, from what I'm seeing, this seems like a really nice thing, and um, I'm glad it's being hosted on Pornhub because a lot of what I hear about people who work with Pornhub, they actually are pretty. They try to be, like, a pretty serious business. They try to not make porn seem like it's the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's nothing wrong with porn, but a lot of skeevy people work in porn. And that you know? and that can result in uh, some some abuses. Like, I know Ariel Rebel, she's a, a, uh, a model, and I think she stars in some porn. I'm not sure. I follow her on Twitter. She started her own, like modeling nude modeling and porno pornographic business on her own she taught herself how to do web design and everything because everyone was treating her so badly so she started her own thing screw it like i'm gonna do my own thing and like fuck all you guys yeah yeah and her labia is a little bit different than like what's like seen as uh perfect as perfect (laughs) yeah And and i think she like once said about her labia like this is my labia like what are you gonna do i know (laughs) <laughs> they have people have some like really unrealistic expectations for porn, exactly. And it doesn't just like stop at like breast size. That's yeah. like the weird part is that like it's every single little part. But anyway, mad respect to Ariel Rebel, mad respect to Christy Mack. Um, it's just that's it's good stuff. It's nice. It's, yeah, it's nice. And uh, if you guys have any contrary information, we'll be accepting of that. But from our perspective, it looks cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the things that I thought we should talk about since we spent our last podcast talking about like all the games that we played in 2015, what games are you excited for for 2016? Um, let's see. Is is Andromeda coming out this year? That's what they say. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to be excited because I'm afraid. <laughs> See, it's like you ever have like a really like good memories of your there's a difference, ex, but you know that you got be broke up for a reason. But like I don't know. I I mean obviously I have a different history with Bioware than you do, but <laughs> but I also I don't when I get like excited about things I'm able to c- keep that compartmentalized from like my heart. You know what I mean. Like, I can be excited about it while having really low expectations. I used to let myself get be, be excited. I used to. But I learned my lesson. Mm-hmm. I've been hurt, Bioware. I've been hurt. I, when, when Dragon Age 2 came out, I was like, oh, they've, they've learned their lesson. Like, they know. They know not to do that again. And then Mass Effect 3 came out, and I was like... <laughs> But then Dragon Age Inquisition came out, and now I don't know what to think. Like, are, are they, have they changed? <laughs> are they Is back they, to who they used to have be? Have they become the person I always thought they could be? 
They used to. Did uh, have they gone back to who they who I who they were when I first met them? Yeah. I don't know. Is I don't know. But um, Dragon Age Inquisition was pretty good. I'm pretty sure that EA is starting to learn its lesson after being voted the worst company in the entire <laughs> world, like five years in a row. And then they're like, maybe we should. And they fired their CEO and mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. So maybe they'll be like, oh, wait, no, we have to make good games instead of shitting on a plate and selling it. EA is not going to be at E3 this year, right? Yeah, they're doing their own little stream thing. Oh. And that's what everyone's starting to do, because every time everyone goes to E3, they get all get eye infections. What? I, like pink eye. Oh. Because everyone's touching the same equipment. Ugh. God. There um. was one year at, uh... E3, where they were demoing an early version of the Oculus Rift, and it was one of the first times they were doing it. And, e- and everybody and got pink everyone eye? Everyone got pink eye. Oh, gross. Now they wipe them down, but that year, everyone got pink eye. Oh, wow. Yeah, someone's butt butt stuff was in everyone's eyes. Yeah, well, I mean, like, once one person has pink eye, it's just pink eye. It's all descended from someone's butt, though. Yeah. so gross i don't know i don't know if i'll ever be able to use like the virtual reality stuff because i get like really freaked out with stuff like on your like face. on my face like that i don't think i want to because i don't want to be complete i am already like pretty dissociated but i don't want to be completely cut off from the world yeah you know you are pretty cut off from the world right now. But I don't... If you get... If you go any further... It'll be done. It'll be over. Yeah. No, but I, I don't like thinking about myself sitting in a chair with shit over my eyes and things over my ears, you know? Yeah. I want to have some sort of awareness as to what's going on. Like, AJ, what if, like, some Robert... I just... It just seems weird to me, and I always... I already feel like my eyes will be ruined. Like... Yeah. I don't want to think about that. See, I just think of all the times that I've gone snorkeling. Like, snorkeling freaks me the fuck out because, like, of the thing that's, like, on your face. Even when we were playing Soma, when we were walking around underneath the water, and I know that's one of the things that everyone's like, oh, my God, with the, like, with the rift, you can, like, walk along the bottom of the ocean and, like, look at all the fish. And I'm like, that sounds terrifying. And I'm not even that scared of drowning it just like i don't know it's the claustrophobic feeling i've seen porn demos for the oculus rift they seem pretty good really is it like real people or is it like virtual people virtual people oh okay i'm sure you can do real people too but they come with like extra things there's no hope nothing that you can use for vaginas but you know yeah i I looked at it and I'm like, that's disgusting, but that's also very interesting. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It was very like, what? And then looking at the video of the guy demoing it, he didn't have his penis out. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was picturing this like undulating sleeve. <laughs> and you're just watching he was the holding guy's it. Face. And it was like demonstrating Wait. how like the machine would go up and down if he had his penis out. And not, I'm going to mark this podcast not safe for work. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, but anyways, we were. T- Hi, AJ. Hi, AJ. You didn't start the podcast without me. What about my game that I'm looking forward to? Yeah. That game that goes to me, that's stupid. They should have puppy at Sumi. 
Uh, what else? So there's Andromeda and games that we're looking forward to this year. I was also looking forward to, I mean, Final Fantasy VII, I'm pretty sure, is not going to start coming out this year, but... Is Final Fantasy XV coming out this year? Yeah. You want me to check? I think so. I am looking forward to that, even though it's like... I can't help but look at games like that, and I'm just like, well, I'm never going to have time to play that. I think, uh, I think you will, though. When's this coming out? Initial release date, 2016. It's about, it's about brotherhood. And, you know, at first I thought it was really dumb, but I've seen some reviews of the initial footage, and I was kind of like, oh. Well, no, I calmed down since then, because we've been getting more female protagonists since then. When they first said that, I was like, come on, man. Yeah. Come on. Give me some shit. And now, like, there's more. See how, see what happens when you give us more female protagonists? We calm down. Yeah. <laughs> we but get I, a little bit less mad. But I also, I read, like, a really great review of how it's not just, like, a bunch of dudes, like, cavorting around. I mean, it's, like... Well, it's a, a Japanese little... game, so it's not going to be that hyper-masculine. Yeah. It's also about, like, brotherhood, and, like, there aren't as many close male friendships shown in games that aren't, like, all about, like, the super macho... You know. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Let's go, like, shoot some dudes together. Yeah. Whoa. You know, I think it could be really nice. And I would... wants to get on Stacy's lap. This is like. Stacy pretends that she hates it, but she loves it. She loves it when AG wants to get on her lap and cuddle with her. Yeah. She's like, oh, God. Oh, fine, AJ. You can come on and cuddle. And then she's, like, so happy. Mm hmm. Um, what else? the oh horizon new dawn what's that that's the dino game oh yeah the, See, i'm so like short-sighted i'm like looking at what's coming out now that i don't like really think about what's coming out later because then i just get i just like get impatient yeah i don't know i i'll i'll usually think of like a couple i only thought of these things because somebody asked me about it the other day and so i was kind of like I don't know. I mean, I don't even know about a lot of other games that are coming out this year aside from Mirror's Edge. And of course, um Firewatch? No. Can someone explain to me okay, we're gonna be playing Firewatch, we're getting a review copy, blah 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 blah. But can someone explain to me why they have so many followers on Twitter and like all this stuff? Like what what's going on here? Why are they so why is it such a big deal? I'm not sure. Have... I've been, like, not looking anything up, but I'm just, like, wondering why that is, though. I know that the game is supposed to be really cool. From and... what I've seen, I was like, well, okay, so first person walking around shit, right? Yeah, but you're also, you're talking to somebody over a radio, and you're having really, like, essentially deep conversations about life. So. It's their debut game. But it has a lot of hype around it. That's what I'm wondering. If it's their debut game, why did the why does everybody have so many followers? Have you actually did you like look at what the game looks like? A little bit. But what I'm saying is it's so hard for an indie game to get that kind of coverage and that kind of following before it even releases. Yeah. I'm not sure if they had other projects that they worked on before this. They they were followed by Adult Swim, so I'm wondering like were people being promoted on Adult Swim or Well maybe they were animators. Oh, that's gotta be it. 
you know? That's gotta be it. And then they were like, fuck this, we're making games, yo! Woo! And now they're creating Firewatch, and I'm really excited to play it. I can't wait. I'm glad that I have literally no idea what's going on at all. So then I can just jump in and be like, what? What's happening? No, that's, I mean, what I said, that's as much as I know about it. That's, like, the whole thing. I didn't watch a trailer, really, or the trailer that I watched, like, you don't see anything. Aside from, like, looking at, like, landscapes, and I thought, like, oh, like, that's a really pretty game. You know, it reminded me almost of, like, the, the color saturation of, like, The Witness, where it's, like, you look at it, and it, like, just looks pretty. Even though, like, art styles are completely different, just lots of colors. It, it looks like the colors of sunset. Yes. It's a very, it's that style that you don't know what it's called, but you know it when you see it. Yeah, you, when you look at it, you're just like, oh, yeah, I like that. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, oh, yeah, two games this month that you guys need to look out for is Oxenfree and Pony Island. Those are the two games of this month that if you're going to get a game in the month of January, which by the time this game, this podcast comes out, it won't be January anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, who knows? We could record this. We could put this out. Right now. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oxenfree was really good. Oxenfree was really good. It's Until, until Dawn Meets Life is Strange. And Pony Island is, what if Satan was an indie developer who was a brony? But it's really, really cool, and there's a lot of secrets in there. They're, both games have a lot of secrets in there. I think I think if you like all the kinds of games that we cover, you're going to like those two games. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. What else am I looking for? Stacy knows all the games, and then she'll remind me what's coming out in 2016. Oh, uh, I mean, the only, like, Mirror's Edge Catalyst and then Far Cry Primal is either coming out soon or just came out. I wasn't, like, paying super close attention to it because I knew that we weren't going to cover it. Um, Although I did hear it's pretty interesting because you're, like, it's very different from the other Far Cry games. But, um, and then... What's that? The other four it has a four in it. The other four. Yeah, it got moved because of Tomb Raider. What was it? It was got moved because of Tomb Raider, not because of Fallout Four. Because of Fallout Four, I don't know. It like no, it's the it's about Nate. Oh, uh, Uncharted Four. Yes, thank you. I I never look at in- me like I'm crazy. <laughs> you know, it got moved because the of other, Tomb Raider, no, not because of Fallout 4. No, the other fo- game with a 4 in it, but it's like, I, the reason I thought of Tomb Raider is because, like, those games are similar. So, I've heard about this new uh, comic book coming out. I think it already came out. I don't know where to buy it. But it's this super f- superhero. Her name is Faith, and she is a fat superhero. I don't know what her powers are. I've been looking everywhere on the internet. I've just seen the cover art and it looks super cool. Let me see if I can find it now. Faith comic superhero. Yeah, but it looks pretty it looks pretty chill. Let's see. Like I don't know where to where to buy it. Let's see. That's not her. Or maybe it's a different version of her.
Faith, a plus-size superhero drawn from real life. Now starring in her own comic, Faith Herbert is a very real kind of fan fantasy protagonist and a perfect role model. Blah, blah, blah. Blah. Faith is one of the most unique characters in comics, a sci-fi-loving, firefly-coding fangirl that wound up standing shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder with some of the most powerful superheroes on Earth, who, at the end of the day, might just prove herself to be the bravest of them all. So it seems like she's a really good... A girl nerd insert mm -hmm. for a comic, and there's nothing wrong with that so long as there's a diversity of nerd inserts. You know, yeah. I I don't have a problem with Mary Sue's as long as everyone gets their own. Yeah, everyone should be able to have their own Mary Sue, and you know you shouldn't deny anyone their Mary Sue. I don't know. I don't have I don't have really strong feelings about the whole Mary Sue Mary Sue trope. I know what it is, but I no, just... No, I'm, I'm wondering, what what do you mean by that? I don't know. Like, I whenever I hear people talking about it, they're either like, it's a stupid trope, or they're like, why does everyone care so much? And I'm like, whatever. Hey, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where Jean Grey like, can marry Sue all she wants. She's got rad hair and cool powers. Yeah, she does. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, uh, whatever. No, she's all-powerful, can do whatever she wants. She's perfect. 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 She has two boyfriends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, except that she loses control of her powers and tends to kill people. Yeah, but she does it in this very, very, like, it's not my fault. I'm so powerful. I'm literally the most powerful being in the entire universe. Also, everyone wants to fuck me and I died, but I didn't actually die because no matter what happens, I don't die. It is her fault, though. Is it, though? Yeah. Are we talking about the Jean Grey in the movies or the Jean Grey in the comic books? Uh, I suppose we're ta I'm talking about the movies because I don't read all the comics. I felt like in the There's movies... There's so many comics, like, it's impossible to keep up. With all of the comics. She has a kid with... Unless you really love comics, in which case that is, like, totally your thing. She but... has a kid with Cyclops, and his name is Cable, and he is, like, the most powerful mutant to ever exist ever in all of all of existence. And? That's it. It just gets more and more and more ridiculous. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought that you were, like, saying that as, like, support or... No. Just, against just I used to sidebar. read comic books a lot, and now I don't anymore. It was just too difficult. <laughs> yeah. It was so hard to keep up, and now they're coming out with that Civil War movie, and I'm like, I read the comic book. Iron Man's a douche. Whatever. I wonder if it's going to be the same. I want them all to be douches. You want them all to be douches? Yeah. It's no, like, the whole, like, Batman versus Superman, like, Captain America versus Iron Man, it doesn't work if only one of them's a douche. It only works if everyone's a douche. The Civil War uh, was people. Do you want, okay? So the Civil War was a bunch of mutants. This is what happened in the comic, from what I remember. A bunch of like low-level superheroes messed up really bad, and then the government said, "Well, well, now we need to have a uh, a superhero registration, and all superheroes need to take their masks." Like off. a mutant registry? No way. And. Uh, what happens is that Iron Man, who already is like, my face is all over the place because I have a huge ego. Yeah. Like, yeah, we need to do this. 
And then a bunch of other superheroes were like, no, we can't do this. Like, this is very bad. Mm -hmm. Like, we need to protect the people we love and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. So then Iron Man starts a civil war within the, uh, within the superheroes. And then the, the masked, one side goes to the mutants and Wolverine's like, we can't, we cannot go in there because most of our people are children. And if we get involved, you know that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So he can't be involved. So obviously, whoever the mutants decided to be on would win. So they had to get rid of them. Yeah. And then they asked some other guy who was too powerful to be part of the thing. But they end up fighting. Thor fights something. It was really complicated. But basically, it was basically a bunch of people who were, who were already out, but were in such a situation where they didn't need to fear for their loved ones. And all the people... It was like, okay, coming around full circle, and... And that's it. That was a really cool comic series, and that was the last one that I read, because it was getting too ridiculous. Yeah. And then the Red Witch... No, Scarlet Witch. She reset the entire world and made it so every... 99.9% of mutants were no longer mutants. Mm Mm-hmm. Good. (laughs) Anyways, back to my original point... Which was that when you have two factions against each other, to me it makes more sense if both of them are being a dick for some reason. Otherwise you set it up on the good against evil spectrum, but with two characters who are supposed to be on the same side, and now you make one of them the bad guy, and it makes more sense to have both of them be flawed characters and be doing some good things and some bad things. Like in Princess Mononoke. Yes. <laughs> Prince Ashitaka needs to see with eyes unclouded by hate, Stacy. <laughs> that was his destiny. Yeah. <laughs> and then sees a wolf princess fly by and he's like, whoa, what is that? That's one hot babe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? What else? Uh, do we have anything else? Mm. Oh, you know what? Just really quick to touch base on sponsors. So thank you for those of you who have joined up for the Audible and Geek Fuel programs. That really helps us out. And you get cool stuff. So Audible is basically you sign up, you you get a free month and book to enjoy. And um, let's just talk about books for a while so people will know. Yeah, well, because I'm just so just explaining for the people who don't know what it mm-hmm. is. You get a free book, 30 days. And they have over 180,000 titles. They're available in, like, five or six different languages. I actually just finished reading The Martian, Mm -hmm. and it was awesome. I know you have watched the movie. I haven't watched the movie. Don't watch the movie now that you've read the book, because then you're just going to be annoyed the whole time. Yeah. I... Have you read the book? No. But I didn't even read the book, and I knew this was dumbed down. I was like, I can feel. I can feel how dumbed down this is. Yeah. And my poor boyfriend, who read The Martian, it was, like, one of his favorite. It was, like, he was, like, into the book before it was cool. It's so good. It's so good. Do you know how it was written? What? Just some guy. Just some guy started writing it, like, on, like, some forum. And then everyone's like, oh, can you put it um, on a web page so we can read it? And then someone else, and he's like, oh, okay. And then some other guy was, he was writing it, like, chapter by chapter, just, like, whenever he felt like it. It was some guy. Like, like a fan fiction It was literally thing. a fan fiction. Like, space fan fiction. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, and he's like, cool, cool. And then some other person was like, oh, can you put it, all, like, all in one place so I can read it easier? And he's like, yeah. And then someone was like, 
oh, can you put it on Amazon so that I can just put it on my Kindle? And he says, yeah. And then it said, oh, you have to sell it for a dollar. And he's like, oh, I'll just sell it for a dollar. And then that's when everyone read it. And they're like, holy yeah. shit. This is incredible. This is amazing. So the Audible version, actually, it won in the category for sci-fi. And the narrator was nominated. Like, so they have the Audi Awards, which is like the Audible book. You know, he doesn't have any, like, any knowledge in, like, space engineering or anything, the author. It really, it really fools you. No, because what he did... Research. He did tons of research on the internet. Because it's, like, there's... It's just great. I really enjoyed it. I finished it in two and a half days. And you know how busy I am. So I basically just, like, walked around in circles, cleaned my house, and, like, listened to it in every spare moment that I had because I was just, like... It was so good. And I recommended it to one of my coworkers who also finished it in two days because she was like, oh my God, this is so good. And I was like, yeah, if you like sci-fi stuff, I would definitely recommend it. So I have a way for you guys to get the best bang for your buck if you decide to sign up for Audible. You sign up for Audible. And if you're a Game of Thrones fan and you've always wanted to read the books, but you're like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, whoa, that's really long. You can do your first month and then choose your first book to be the first book of the Song of Ice and Fire. And then those are usually like $40 because they're like 40 hours long, the yeah. audiobooks. So you can get 40 hours worth of stuff for free within your first month. And then the next month, I think it's $14.99 a month. Yeah. So And you get one token a month for I, a free book. I do two. Oh, you get two? Which is $22. Ah, I should do that yeah. because I only get one a month. I should get to bring it up to two because I listen to a lot of books. Yeah, but then they basically, because I read something like that too, they were like, yeah, if if a book costs, quote unquote, less than a certain do- than the dollar amount that you paid for the token, then just buy it with cash, but it but use your tokens to buy things that would normally be like 30 or $40. Yeah, so use yeah. your token to buy the like one game of thrones book a month because they're like 40 hours long so you're not gonna get through that yeah so yeah and you and your tokens don't expire they build up that you save if you don't buy a book in a month you can't roll them all over you can't no because when i like went back into my audible account i had like so many tokens yeah but you can only roll over i can only roll over 12 and i think for one a month you can only roll over like six okay well that's good information but what i'm saying is is you can save a lot of money if you want to listen to audiobooks and stuff like that easily. And you can get one a month and you would save like so much money. Yeah. And I'm just, we're just trying to give you different like ways you can use Audible. Cause we see people like, just use your Audible link. And I'm like, but why? Oh, yeah. And in <laughs> any case, the link is uh, audibletrial.com slash geekremix. So it's audibletrial.com slash geekremix. And then you get a free month with a free token for a free book. Yep. So that's pretty cool. What? Let me open my phone and see what books I have on it right now. Yeah. Um, In the meantime, our other sponsor is Geek Fuel. And that's basically, it's like a box of nerd stuff that you get, like a subscription box every month. And if you subscribe using our referral link... Um, you get $2 off of your first box and you get like a little bonus item. They send you like a bunch of cool stuff and they send you a, like a t-shirt. You get to like pick out your t-shirt size and whatnot. So you get a t-shirt with every box and 
I don't know. It's it's like the type of stuff that I normally that I love to get because I love receiving packages in the mail. You know what I mean? Because it's like every month it's like, surprise, here's a bunch of things that we picked out just for you, you know? Mm-hmm. You can get the Fellowship of the Ring. What? No, that can't be right. Why do I have that on my phone? But technically you can. Uh, I would suggest, oh, Devil in the White City. Yeah. Okay. You can get that on audiobook, on Audible. And have, Devil... you, have you listened to it? I read it when I was in seventh grade, and then I listened to it recently just to, like, so the... jump back in. And so what it's about is two guys with the same name. <laughs> One's a serial killer, and the other's an architect. And they both lived at the same time during the Chicago World's Fair. And one guy literally builds a murder hotel mm-hmm. where he... Okay, so this is obviously not for everyone. This happened over 100 years ago. I'm about to talk about murder. If you can't handle that, you know, you know what to do. Uh, He used to, he, like, killed one of his girlfriends and put her in, like, an acid bath, then had his friend come over, and he would have him put the bones together, and then he would sell the bones. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. This is, uh, John, this is John Holmes, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then so this, the, like, all, this really happened. No, it Although happened the book real. is, the book is fiction. No, it's not. Not fiction at all? No. Okay. Devil in the White City? I'm just asking. Devil in the White City. The, I goes, haven't read it, Mari, for oh, Christ's sake. I was like, <laughs> no, Devil in the White City oh my is God. true. I know that John Holmes is real. I'm saying, is it? Is it fictionalized history, or is it, like, just a historical book? It's a historical book. It follows two guys named John Holmes. One was the architect for the Chicago World's Fair, and he goes into great detail about how they put the Chicago World's Fair together, including the women's house, uh, I mean, the women's building, the materials they used, and stuff like that. And then in the next chapter, it'll skip back to the other Holmes, who's building a house that he intends to murder people in. And so it switches back and forth, so you're like... It's very confusing because you'd be like, yes, yes, that is interesting. A new type of French plaster? And then it'll be like, and now he dipped her body in acid. And then you're like, wait, we go back to the acid. Whoa, wait, no. What about the women's building? It's like you don't know what you're interested more in. It's very confusing. Yeah, yeah. He was, is he the same guy that wrote Sin in the Second City? Um, I don't know. It's by Eric Larson. Maybe. Because there's a book called Sin in the Second City, which is about, like, a a madam in Chicago, like, about about 100 years ago or so. That was a pretty good book. I haven't listened to the audiobook, though, and I don't like to recommend a book unless I've heard the narrator. Yeah, sometimes the narrator is not optimal. So, and it allows you to, like, listen to a little sample before you download, before you spend your token on it. And I highly recommend that because... Sometimes it's, you know, the voice, you know, voices can be particular, particular, what you want. yeah, so. Someone recommended 1Q84 to me. Oh, yeah. I, I, I IQ84? 1Q84? It says 1Q84. Yeah, I've heard I of didn't, that. I didn't like it. No? No. Did you listen to the whole thing? No, that's what, but I, would li- I listened to one-fourth of it, and I think either it gets better after that, or I just couldn't. There's just this one part where she's talk, she's thinking about when she was younger and having sex with her best friend, who was a girl, mm-hmm. and then she immediately 
goes off and has sex with, like, just the way it was written felt like it was very much written by a man writing a character that he wants to fuck. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that was done on purpose as some sort of, like, play on books or something. Yeah. But she she thinks about that, gets wet, and then goes, yes, but she really wants a man, and then goes off and has sex with a middle-aged balding man. And it's very, like, I don't know if I'm missing the point there, but that's when I stopped reading because it was just, it wasn't yeah. pulling me in. It could be that I was missing the point of that, though. You know? Is it written by a man or a woman? It's written by a man. Haruki Murakami. Yeah, I looked him up just to make sure. I was like, is this is this for real? Is this, am I getting that vibe? <laughs> yeah, I'm getting that vibe. <laughs> I was like listening to him being like, there's no way. Like if this written by if this is written by a woman, it's like satire, you know? Yeah. If this is written by a man, I'm like, why does everybody love this so much? Yeah. <laughs> it was very ridiculous to me. I couldn't it I I don't know. It was very interesting. Oh, the Dragon Age books. Yes, were, yes. They're written by David Gator, who was the person who created the Dragon Age world. Yes. The Bioware is really good at making their video game tie-in movies, except for that one book that was for Mass Effect. But the rest of the Mass Effect books and the rest of the Dragon Age books have good narrators and pretty cool stories. Like, if you're really into Dragon Age or you're really into Mass Effect... The audiobooks are pretty good. Highly recommended. Yeah. They're very good. So, have we recommended enough? I, yeah, I think we've recommended enough books. We just want... I know that this seems like a really long ad, but really we just want to talk about the books we yeah, it, the Us being sponsored by Audible was really just a way for us to like talk about books with you guys. Seriously. No, it's, it's not a joke because we really do... We were both using Audible before they approached us for it, and so then we were like, okay, now we can recommend books to everybody. We promise, we promise, we promise it's not because Audible. We, like, really actually like books a lot. Yeah. And then we'll be like, have you read it? No. Damn it. Yeah. We need someone to talk to about this. (laughs) Please go read this book. Oh, I did. Oh, one more thing, just in case. Um... Someone uh, recommended, not fair, Ash to me. I haven't finished it yet, but they said that it's Cinderella, but it's lesbians. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is so that right? So if you're into, like, a retelling of Cinderella, but with two girls, I haven't finished it yet, but that's what they told me. I'm on, like, chapter five. No lesbians yet, and you're just like, what's going on? I know that they're just telling the story, but I'm like, I need you to confirm this now, dude. Dude, that's like, I'm watching this TV show right now, and the way that somebody had, first of all, they were like, there's a lead character that looks like Keon, and I was like, I'm listening. And then they were like, also, the the main character is canon bisexual, and I was like, what? Okay. And so I start watching it, and I love the show, but at the same time, I'm also like... I'm almost through the first season. Where's where's the lesbian sex? Where is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where is it? Because that's what everyone keeps talking to me about once upon a time. I'm like, they said it would be in this season. The season's not over yet. I was like, if they don't give me one kiss between two girls, I am gonna lose it. <laughs> that's that was me that said that to you. Because the season was halfway over and you were like But 
what had happened is they had already done the arc between all the possibilities. And I was like, okay, is it, is it those two? No, okay, okay. Is it, is it those? No, okay. No, it's right? not those either. Okay. okay. And then it ended. And I was like, what do you mean it's on her? Now I kissed anybody. <laughs> Mulan just talked about how she's sad. But what the fuck? They would not, like, dangle that out there in front of everybody if it wasn't going to happen, though, because they know. They know <laughs> they what know would happen. It. People would set fire to cities, okay? Just like frame by frame watching Mulan and Merida just like, is it now? What about now? (laughs) Mari's the worst person to like be behind her in a TV show because she will give away everything before you catch up. I literally, I try and it just comes right out. Yeah. She gave away, like, the plots to at least, like, three of the episodes that I haven't watched. I couldn't hold it back. I try so hard. Even though I can't, like, contribute anything to it, you just, like, want to tell me about it. I can't even, like, say anything about it because I haven't seen it yet. Sometimes, though, when I have to get, when I'm trying to get you to watch a show, I have to tell you about all the gay shit that happens. That's true. Like, with Halt and Catch Fire, you're like, oh, it's about programmers? Oh, I know! (laughs) I was like, no, 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 you gotta watch this. And she was like, is this about coding? And I was like, yeah, but no, like, blah, 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 blah. Hey, to be fair, I was interested in that beforehand, but the way you really, like, made me want to watch it now is by telling me about the gay shit. (laughs) Like, that was how you you brought it forward from, like, oh, yeah, I'll watch it, like, sometime. And then you were like, no, Stacey, like, one of the characters is bi. And I was like, oh, Okay. And not just kind of bi. Really bi. Yeah. He is very bi. Yeah. He. He. And I did not see it coming. I was like, oh. Oh. (laughs) Because I was watching it being like, what are they doing? Oh. Oh my God. (sighs) (laughs) My boyfriend's like. What are you watching? No, no, no. He had watched it before me. Oh. And he was like, you gotta watch this. <laughs> and he, I think he heard me from the other room. And he Be was like, like <laughs> no, I usually scream whenever it happens. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's great. It was, it was, it was great. It, oh god, it's so good. Oh my god, I think I forgot to give them the Geek Fuel link. Oh yeah. So that's, uh, we're the worst. Uh, it's geekfuel.com slash geekremix. Yeah. yeah. And you get cool stuff. I actually, like, every single link code they sent me was, I don't know, I kept fucking it up because I don't know what's wrong with me. So I ended up just buying it. So I bought it. So that should tell you guys that I like it, right? Yeah. And we don't get free Audible. We have to pay for our own yeah, Audible. Yeah, we don't get free Audible, so just FYI. Yeah, we buy our own Audible with our own money. We are invested enough that we like to read all the books. They should give us free Audible. Do you think we could get free Audible? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's an interesting question. (laughs) Mm. Oh, have, have you been watching anything lately? I mean, aside from the TV show that I was just talking about. Which one? Oh, The 100? The 100. Ah, I like it, and you know, I'm glad that people also told me, like, just, like, 
hang out for the first couple episodes because the first couple episodes have like a lot of like stereotypical tropes. Not that it, not that would make you be like, oh, but just kind of like roll your eyes, you know, because mm-hmm. it is about like a show about teenagers. So it's oh, it like, is. Yes, it is. Oh, so some of it or I mean, I don't know. They're like late teens, early 20s. From what I saw, it looked like a, a grown ass man. From that one picture I I'm saw. I'm not saying there's no adults in oh, it. Oh, okay. I'm saying the majority... What's of the, the 100 about? The the 100 is about... um, It's about... So the human race is, survive, is surviving upon a giant ship called the Ark because there was a nuclear war that made the planet uninhabitable. Um, And then... I'm in. Yeah, I'm good. it's good. And I'm then in. what happens is, is that they send a ship down to the surface to basically see like hey can we survive there now because we're running out of air on our ship and um the the ship that they send down is full of all the juvenile prisoners okay yeah (laughs) well because they don't care if they die why don't they send the old prisoners then i don't know okay because they're probably tv show tv show oh no 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 because they're dead what do you mean they're because if, if you're above 18 and you commit a crime they kill you Oh, yeah. okay. Be, yeah, so they have juvenile delinquents, but no adult delinquents. That's So that's, like, your first chance. Yeah. What um, kind of crime? Any crime? Any crime. What? Yeah. Any crime. It's because of the of population control. <sighs> wow, it's stressful. Yeah. But, I I'm mean, in, though. The, what, what kind of crimes would you commit, though? Because, like, you're all stuck on a spaceship. There's Stealing. Like, yeah. What if you just, like, stole shit? I would advise you not to do that. No, but I'm saying, like, what if there was a situation where you had to steal something and you could steal or die? Well, you, if you watch the show, you'll find out about a lot of, like, really horrible instances where that comes into play. Well, I'm in. Yeah. I think you should watch it. I think you'd like it. What have I been watching? Oh, and you know what? The whole reason why I found out about that show and, like... Why I was really interested in it is because, remember that book that I was recommending last week, which is the one about the guy who makes all the different languages, Mm -hmm. David J. Peterson? Mm -hmm. He created a language for the show. And so I had, like, kind of, like, seen, he had, like, talked about it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And because I follow him on Tumblr and on Twitter. And then I, like, tweeted something about it or something. And somebody was like oh, did you know that he created a language for, like, the 100? And then, like, I said something about that, and then, like, a whole bunch of people were just like, you have to watch it! It was good. (laughs) It was just, like, this, like, really weird chain of events to, like, I read this book to now I'm watching this, like, TV show that this person is, like, sort of involved in the creation of, but now I'm like, wow, what if I had never just, like come across this, you know? They say, I, I want to... I have been watching... No, I haven't been watching, but you ever get really depressed and you just need something that doesn't mean anything <laughs> to watch? When over the winter, like a few weeks ago, I watched the entirety of Flower Boy Raman Shop, which is about a woman who gets, obviously, a bunch of men to fall in love with her. But not, then after that, I watched Flower Boy Next Door, which obviously is completely different yeah, Stacy. Of course. Where a woman who never leaves her apartment 
Mm-hmm. And she's a copywriter, and she never, ever leaves, and she has social anxiety and all this stuff. Has a bunch of men fall in love with her, which is a completely realistic and... Uh, expectation for expectation somebody who never leaves the house. For somebody who never leaves her house, and all these, like, gorgeous people are obsessed with her now. Mm-hmm. It's really great. It's awesome. And then later, they flip it around a bit, where... This guy is writing a game about her because he's a game developer. Yeah. Listen, this is literally a fan- This is, like, every single girl's fantasy. Whoa, whenever- whoa. Yeah, every- I am normal. You want I somebody to make normal. a game about you? <laughs> I want somebody- Why? I'm just saying that she's, like, she's this, um, really recluse person, and her neighbor is a game developer- and he's making an episodic slice of life video game <laughs> about her falling in love with like a like a bunch of flower boys, and then that happens. It's it's complicated. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. Imagine your next door neighbor made life is strange about you. That's what this TV show is. Have you ever had like a song or poem written no, about you? No, I don't want to talk about it. Okay, so, which no, is it's why the I'm... worst. I'm just saying. Which is In why... the context of a K-drama. Oh, yeah. This is a K-drama. <laughs> yeah. Which is why I'm saying, like, I don't know that I would want some... I mean, I don't I guess it depends on the context. Well, you're not, the, the thing is, though, you're not desperately sad right now. You're just kind of... Whatever. You have to be so unhappy that you're willing to go to K-dramas. This is what I do when I'm so unhappy. I don't go to K-dramas when I'm I, unhappy. I go to K-dramas hard. I go to Star Trek TNG. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just because I just as... Because I just want Captain Jean-Luc Picard to sit there and be like, yes, engage. And I'm like, he knows just what to say to make me feel better. Everything's solved. <laughs> All the problems are solved. Yes, everyone is happy. There's diversity. It's like, everything's okay. That's how I feel about K-dramas, except, you know, in K-dramas, everybody is... Korean, but <laughs> what? <laughs> Except none of the things you said, Stacy. Except none of the things you said, but everything is very dramatic. But none of the problems actually matter. Yeah, and it's the most basic of fantasy fulfillment, where a bunch of guys fall in love with one woman. Have you watched the one where the guy's an alien? No, I have to watch that one. But I've yeah. been really sad before I do that before because if I watch it. At any other point other than being really, really sad, I'm like, this is stupid. But yeah. when I'm really, really sad, I'm like, this is so good. I'm so happy. <laughs> like, I have to be on, like, the day. She doesn't be- appreciate him like I would. <laughs> I have to be on the day before my period in order to watch a K-drama. But when that happens, it's serious. It's, it's on. It is serious K-drama time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's the one with the uh, love from a distant star? Or something? Yeah, my love from another from, st- from another star. I think love from is. another star. Apparently, <laughs> Stacy told me the description. I was like, yeah, 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 aliens. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. But it's like the way my Chinese friend sold it to me was she was like, he's the most like in Korea like in Korea he's considered like the most gorgeous guy ever. I was like, okay. I'm on board. It's hard for me to know because they Photoshop the cover art so much that I don't know what anyone looks like until I actually watch the show. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's true. And, and, co- and a lot of them have plastic surgery, so it's like... 
But you don't know how hot somebody is until you start the show. Because you can look at the cover art for a TV show and be like, they all look like humans, maybe. And mm-hmm. then you start the show and they're, ah, they look like people now with faces. I can see them and they all are attractive. Yes. Yeah. I suppose. I mean, they're K-dramas. They're all very good looking. I know. You know what I mean? Like, they don't, like, even if somebody could be... It, it'll be, like, a woman who's supposed to be, like, a grandmother, and she looks like she's 35. <laughs> She'll be like, oh, hello, I'm your grandmother. And, it, like, everybody is just, like, very young. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have old people on no, K-dramas. Wait, from my experience, I feel like they show old people, like, old-looking people on K-dramas. Because I think their perception of age is a little different there. But from my experience of seeing K-dramas, everybody looks... Like their age, everyone who is not the elder is looks their age. Yeah, I don't know because you can't you can't have an elder not look like an elder. Otherwise, everyone's gonna be like, "Why are you listening to them?" I suppose I don't know. We're watching different K dramas. We gotta consolidate our K dramas. We got we we gotta cross reference our K dramas. Yeah, that was just like one of the things I always noticed was that like you'd watch it and everybody looks pretty young. I feel like when we watch... You you, might have an old guy, but usually everybody else looks pretty... Not... And I'm not saying everybody else looks like they're 20, but I'm saying people don't look like they're, like, 55 or 65. To be fair, my mom is 65 and she looks 40. Mm Mm-hmm. But in America, I feel like everyone looks pretty young as well, but that could be... Definitely not saying that that's different. I haven't watched network TV in a long time, and whenever I watch, I don't. whenever I watch it, I feel vaguely creeped out. Do you ever feel like that? I just find I just find it very strange to watch because a lot of this I I, I watch a lot of Netflix, mm-hmm. and I feel like the stuff that sometimes that those shows get away with is more diversity more like oomph in the storyline and so when you watch something that's made for just like basic television consumption you watch it and it just feels very flat yeah yeah like like very white and flat (laughs) that's what it feels like i whenever i watch i feel vaguely scared does that make sense where everyone's just their faces look weird I don't know. Not that they they look ugly. It's that they look so good that you're like, what's going on? <laughs> I don't know. I I have no basis of comparison. I don't watch. The only I watch sh- Bones though. I like that show. Yeah. I like I like I, Bones. I don't know. It's it's a really stupid show and I love it. <laughs> My mom loves. <gasps> have you seen Franny Fisher's murder mystery? Never heard of it. Uh, it's on Netflix. You gotta watch it. Probably not. Why? Because I have like 160 items in my Netflix queue. Something would have to be like outstanding for the audience. Franny Finner, friend, blah 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 blah. Franny Fisher murder mystery is about a woman in like the 1920s, 
and she's in Australia, and she's a lady detective. And in the very first episode, there's no, like, overall story. It's kind of, like, just case by case. I'm not spoiling anything. So is this, like, kind of like a Nancy Drew type thing where each book is kind of different? Yeah, it's based on a book. But she uh, doesn't believe in marriage, doesn't want to settle down. (laughs) And she's, like, has sex with a new guy every episode. Yeah. It's so awesome. And he... (laughs) Very first episode, you know how they always have that dynamic of, ooh, is Franny going to get with somebody? Well, it's, like, with the police detective or whatever and she comes in and she's going through the crime scene he goes excuse me what are you doing and she goes oh i'm just doing your job also this you you didn't put up like your promoter up here's my card because you obviously need my help (laughs) (laughs) and it's so good and her best friend is a lesbian doctor and she takes in orphans off the street so basically her whole house is awesome yeah when is this when it was this show made like recently oh is it like a netflix original or is this just like i think it came out in australian and it's on us oh because i was like i've never heard of this before here let me show you a picture of franny fisher and then you'll go right now when i get home (laughs) because you're gonna be like oh it's me yeah (laughs) (laughs) cool yeah that's her and she's always going to like crazy parties that looks great. No, yeah, it's literally the best that's ever happened. Yeah. And she... <laughs> Who's the actress? Oh, she's that one girl. Um, Not girl, she's a woman. She played the mother in uh, Babadook. She's a really good actress because my boyfriend had no idea that they were the same person. I've never heard of the uh, either of these. <laughs> oh, the Babadook is, like, a scary movie, but what else is she in? Her name is Essie Davis. Oh, I see. She was in Babadook. Matrix Revolutions? What? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> oh, she was in Game of Thrones. Oh, she's Lady Stark? What? Oh. Man, they made her look bad in that show. No way. No, that's got... No, because that that only shows one episode. It says she's Lady Stark. But it doesn't say... Maybe she's an older version of Lady Stark. Yeah. Uh, The slap, Jesus Christ. Anyways. Sorry. (laughs) Should probably wrap it up. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to us ramble about... Ramble about everything. Whatever the fuck we're doing. <laughs> uh, AJ says goodbye, and you should follow him on his podcast called Pupcast. Isn't Pupcast. It? AJ's Pupcast. Yeah. He takes it very seriously. Follow him at Pupcast.com. He's a serious Pupcaster. That's not serious. He doesn't really have a Pupcast. I didn't want to... I didn't, I didn't know... Didn't people. want to build up any expectations. <laughs> For AJ's Pupcast. <laughs> what would that even be? Just him crying into the mic? Yeah. Where are they? Probably. Where they go? All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.